0: Let's
1: go. <clears throat> <clears throat> Red leather yellow leather. Red leather nom, nom. yellow leather. Ah. Uh. Let's go. Pepper onion riceroni or a pepperoni cone only, homie. Today,
2: Wednesday, July 3rd, 2019 Five Finger Discourse Or This is the Problem with Everything Episode 93 I am Holiday Rob How's it going, everybody?
1: I'm Loki Sapfoot And it's going pretty good I didn't get any goddamn sleep And it's all my fault Because I spent most of my paycheck (laughs) On a a Nintendo Switch And played Mario all night Like a fucking 12-year-old Damn Damn
2: yeah, good for you. I, yeah. You're making good adult decisions. Living the dream. Uh, you can hit me up at Holiday Rob on the Twitter and at Holiday Rob with two Bs on Instagram, where I'm an influencer.
0: Oh <laughs> shit!
1: <laughs> Rob got like 20 likes the other day. We'll yeah. talk about that and more. Right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sapfoot or on the Instagram uh, Loki Sapfoot, all one word: L O W K I Sap foot you can also find the show uh the problem with everything is on uh instagram as well tpwe dot pod is our handle our username our uh i don't know what i don't know what the kids are calling it our yeet it's our yeet Yeet. on instagram i can't figure out if yeet is good or Or bad or 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 if it's an exclamation or if it's
2: i've never philosophy i haven't haven't nailed it (laughs) I haven't I don't, nailed it.
1: I don't, think, I don't think there's substance to anything anymore. I think everybody just kind of does stuff assuming that the world's going to end before it matters.
2: Considering <laughs> I, I was out <laughs> with LOL in the mid-90s, it's, you're going to have a hard time selling me mostly.
1: Right. I, yeah, I, was, uh, I refused to adopt LOL from the beginning. I was, I, and in, I've been steadfast. I've I'm, never typed LOL.
2: I'm obstinate Stan. That's because <laughs> apparently that's a thing now
1: you're what oh stan. stan yeah yeah stan i mean i get that one it comes from the m&m song right, speaking right. of m&m we uh <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about him later in possibly this show.
2: here because we don't, don't know well we will but it's a secret
1: it's we a secret. uh so what we decided to do uh we decided for the first time. We think maybe the second time in the history of this podcast to plan ahead. Whoa! And Rob had. I mean, when we'll. I think we break it down in the actual episode more in depth. But Rob had the idea of we each come up with a top five list of anything we can think of. Our top five, whatever it is, ice cream flavors. Bands,
2: colors, colors. I, I, I even thought of like really abstract things, like uh, suicide my, methods. My most awesome <laughs> memories. Like, That'd be a good, yeah, one. like yeah. that kind of thing. Like I, I tried to think outside of like just. That's why I was a little disappointed with my choice, but oh, it'll, it get came it'll get better. It'll get better. And I next. feel like that was a little more relatable too than just being like, "I'm so cool."
1: <laughs> I have a cool life so we each bring two top five lists and it's a surprise so we don't tell each other what it is till we unveil the premise boom um, so there yeah. you go so we'll unveil the premise after this first song
2: easy digestible episode in 180 minutes <laughs> yeah and
1: I I don't know if it made it better or worse. You let us know what you thought. Uh, yeah. Send me an email. I'm just going to give away my personal email on the oh, podcast. Snap. How about that? We'll see if I get any weird spam. No one listens to this. It's uh, t-e-n-c-i-o at gmail.com. You can email me there if you have uh, feedback or if you want to send me dick pics, bring it on.
2: There you go. It'll be, yeah. it'll be, it'll be a I good mean, time. To
1: be fair, I might publish them, but feel free to send them. <laughs>
2: just know anything that hits my inbox will hit the hit the hit the internet. Uh yeah, that was a fun episode. We were pretty awake for it mostly. I even think.
1: though I stayed up all night playing Mario. Uh yeah. It's incredible. I got um,
2: through it. Well, should we I started out with a song. Song to play now. us
1: in. What's that mean to play us in?
2: Uh so we can go to the bathroom and then come back. <laughs> Is that how it works? I Fuck forget. it.
1: We'll do it live.
2: Okay. We'll pee live. Uh, I'll have the microphone on me. Uh, so this is Sitting on My Hands by a band I was in called Holiday Sale. So check it out. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty all right. I like to keep expectations metered.
1: Holiday Sale is the reason this podcast exists because I was in a band called The Isness and we played, actually, I think, uh, I think you guys were at our first show at rallies with uh, uh, Yaya
0: really?
1: uh, ya Boom, I believe it was Yaya I mean, ya 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 I... Boom Holiday Sale and us.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and that was our first. I think our first show with the business. So. Damn. That's when I met Rob, and then later Batwings happened, and now the podcast is happening.
2: And you guys, uh, we even played a show with you, and we did it on the streets that one time. Uh, yes,
1: the Fall Brawl.
2: Yeah, Fall Brawl, oh my god. Because
1: they awesome. used to do Fall Crawl, which yeah. was like a bar crawl that the Alibi put together every year with local bands um, and we also played that that year we played both we, oh, were, did we crossed you? the picket line nice and, we, and so and that's why I claim that I opened for KRS-One yeah. he was at the Sunshine and we were at like uh, no we were at, not even in the same building oh. <laughs> we were down the street <laughs> the district I think oh, okay. when that was a thing yeah, yeah but it was part of the same festival f- of Fall Crawl so I claim that we played with KRS-One that's wild yeah
2: interesting fall brawl was really fun though we literally just i brought out drug out a pa system and a mixing board and we got everybody hooked up microphones mic stands i don't even think we even got shut down did
1: you get permission from whatever business you plugged into to nope. use their power we just
2: used the city's power and the lights somebody had busted open the lights and i'd been watching them for weeks and i was like they're not locking them up at all they're not doing anything to like stop anybody so hmm. We might as well just do it, and we did, and it was a <coughs> really awesome, fun time. And yeah, mission. I don't
1: think anybody knew we weren't supposed to be doing it. Yeah, nobody did. was having fun.
2: Nobody did. No, nobody had any. Even the cops walked by and they just waved at us. Yeah,
1: it seemed fine. <laughs> <coughs> ah,
2: yeah. oh, those heady, lawless days.
1: Yeah. So here's holiday sale sitting on my hands, and we'll see you in some minutes.
3: Let's go. <laughs> what?
2: <clears throat> sorry, sorry. I'm waking up. I'm waking up. It's been it's been a long week. It's been a long week. There's been a lot of things going on. I've been working a lot. It's busy season right now in the bar. You know.
1: Yeah, because it's turning to summer. Everyone's like, I am going to go out and get laid. All of the a sudden, the birds and the bees. All that pollen's in the air. People getting all frisky.
2: All of a sudden, people are smelling um, thighs. It's it's <laughs> so it's hot. It's really hot right now. And if you've ever been to like a container park that doesn't have insulation. You know, yeah. it's just basically having a box in the yeah. sun um, and those the,
1: things aren't insulated.
2: Well, there's like insulation between the buildings, but the, I'm pretty sure the top is just the exposed metal. Like really? it, there doesn't, there's no drywall. I always wall. figured
1: it was like a faux top, you know, a little, like little the, space in there, like a normal ass building.
2: Uh, I don't huh? know. It doesn't seem like it. And it gets really hot, especially because one of them, one of the bars is above a pizza oven. Oh yeah. So, today somebody was asking if our uh, our uh, air conditioner units were not working properly, and I was like, "No, we're just above a pizza oven. It's like hot as hell right now." You
1: live in the world, all (laughs) right? Sometimes you got to deal with that shit. I don't have air conditioning at my new place, and it costs a lot to run my electric uh, plug-in air conditioner unit thing. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of—it's kind of like, yeah, this is—we're still in the goddamn world, you know. We try to build this little fucking pillow to live in, but
0: right—it's
1: not—it's not the reality. Even the, though everything's paved, this—the the world's still right under that shit.
2: The elements will still uh, shine through, or whatever.
1: Right. The the cliche of the weed poking up through the sidewalk, you know.
2: So. I'm kind of excited about this theme. This theme that we picked this week.
1: Yeah, we decided to actually plan ahead. Is this a first? Is this the first time we've ever I
2: think this might be a second.
1: Well, let's just say it's a first. Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm I'm cool with we that. We
1: planned a segment out. We still don't have an, a catchy name for it. We got to come up with some kind of catchy name. Right. Surprise top 5 that almost rhymes.
2: The uh the handful in the hole.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I like your interest. There, it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I <laughs> there, was a, there was a roller coaster of emotions going on right there. So, maybe, uh, yeah, but something like that. Maybe nothing. Anyway,
1: maybe the unnamed, the unnamed original premise.
2: Well, I was like, well, this is the problem with everything. So we should just bring up a problem every week and then talk about it. But that's that's a possibility. Also, that's, as well. That makes so much sense. That's not the way I want to
1: live my life, you know?
2: <laughs> but it's not about don't complaining. You could be a, see if there's a solution or come to some kind of idea of a solution to a problem, too. Yeah. There's always that option. It doesn't always have to go bad.
1: Yeah, there's a lot, though. Are these lights messing with I your perception take right so now? I so much. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty zoning good. Out. I'm zoning uh, Allegedly, I'm super-duper high.
2: Huh. Um, That's crazy
1: yeah under would, the federal jurisdiction of the United States of America allegedly
2: who would allow such things to happen um
1: the <laughs> lord lawless, god
2: almighty in a lawless country okay so this idea this topic this um yeah, whatever our was plan. A, was it was, was a top 5 but this was we like got a, to
1: text in one another we we're like let's uh let's plan something yeah
2: know? And, uh, you said like a top five, something like well top five video games was the <laughs> yeah. initial topic. Well, we were
1: going to have our, uh, friend of the show, Michelle here, uh, who was on a couple of weeks ago and she was a gamer. We touched on that a little bit in that episode. So we were going to have her come do that, but then she couldn't come and then it, but it still got us, it got our brains storming, you know?
2: Yeah. Trying to come up with something. So, uh. I don't know. Somehow the premise was thrown out to do like a random top 5. Just you bring your own top 5 and don't
1: but it's a secret. You don't reveal it till it's on the Yeah. on the air. On well, it's not air. Live the, in your on face. The, on the binary.
2: <laughs> in the recording. On 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 episode.
1: <clears throat> on that digital wax.
2: So, I'm going to start with one I didn't go with, which was top 5 tweets
1: just of all time,
2: I I was just gonna go by the numbers, interactions, or retweets. Oh, of your or, own, yeah, of your- my own. Um, th- apparently, that information is basically impossible for me to find without probably paying for it. Really? Yeah the uh, the the backlog didn't go back very far, and um, when it funks. when it did, it didn't give me any specifics. Now I was looking it up on a phone. Maybe it's different, like on a desktop, but. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think you can go further back on a desktop, but I don't know how far.
2: Yeah, and I find that odd. I find that odd to have a an app that can't do everything.
1: It's creepy as fuck, because you know they're not deleting a goddamn thing. Right. Someone has it, just not us.
2: Well, I've always been pretty vague, except when I've lost my nut and launched into a tirade at somebody. <laughs> and I'm I'm doing that less and less and less and there's been a couple times where i've at least deleted from what i can do yeah <laughs> to get rid of some of the negativity but anyway turns out impossible thing to do would have been funny i had seen some of my funny tweets one of them i sent to you and uh it was just i don't know just that kind of thing that would, i mean i still could have picked one i could have picked like funniest responses or just all around funniest or well,
1: and then i had another idea which we, i think we could still do at some point is like tweets of the week right like you pick one of your own and then one of just whoever else's was like your favorite funniest I mean, or best most poignant most eloquent <laughs> yeah
2: yeah whatever. i have i've have, i've have one blowing up right now but yeah i mean What's not that? like exploding it's 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 like 20 strong but <laughs> nice for me, it's pretty great. That's,
1: yeah, we're we're bush league. You gotta fucking, <laughs> you gotta. Every like is a blessing. Just you know? meter your
2: expectations. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I
1: need likes.
2: <laughs> I, <laughs> I need
1: digital love. <laughs> they flow to through, Feel okay about flow myself. Flow
2: through me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you I don't feel know. The it's 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 more just funny to see what what catches people's interest or take flight takes flight. You know. Yeah. Um. I did have one that I thought was gonna go somewhere for like a second because and it got a little creepy because people were it was it was pretty politically contentious so some people reacted in negative ways and uh yeah so death you, threats did you, you
1: get death threats no not, did you make not a quite death no i definitely did <laughs> not make a death threat
2: no no I, I wasn't trying to go that route i we were just it was just a Conversation about things that were going on at the time
1: I've tweeted things trying to be funny and then worried that it sounded like a death threat, yeah, like uh I don't know the president, the orange president was complaining about uh this is the worst a president's ever been treated. And I was like, man, that sounds rough. I guess you want to, like, stay out of theaters and convertibles in the near future, but <laughs> sounds like you got it bad, buddy. And, <laughs> just, and I could see how that could be construed as a threat on the life of the leader, you know?
2: Right, right. Well, yeah. Um, but also, I don't But it's
1: know. not, disclaimer.
2: It's, it's, it's fun. So did you have one you abandoned? Was there a top five you
1: uh no, I well, I I made that top 5 video game before we decided not to do it, but I didn't bring it with me. I guess I should have. I can tell you that uh my number 1 was Rocket League. Nice. And
2: no surprise. I believe to number 2 listeners.
1: was uh Super Mario <laughs> Bros 3.
2: Ooh. Yeah, and a then uh
1: Snake rattle and roll was in there somewhere. Aww.
2: That's a good one.
1: Yeah, that was probably number 3 and then the rest I don't really know. I was Damn. I was still mulling it over when we decided not to do that one.
2: Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh so then the one I decided not to go with when you got here, I guess basically. I mean, uh-huh. I I was already pretty much not on it, but I was going to do top 5 fair <laughs> This is kind of dumb, but top 5 fairly recent headlines. Okay. Um, which is kind of lame, but I I guess because I could do a bunch... Well, okay, so this one came up today that I thought was pretty cool. And it says, L.A. ice cream truck charging influencers double if they ask for a free cone.
1: That's such an L.A. headline. I have to, like, (laughs) unpack that like it's fucking uh, physics terms in my mind. Influencers.
2: (laughs) You know, like Instagram folks. Yeah. anyway
1: chicks that show pictures of their butts from flattering angles yeah they have like
2: that means, a, right? a ton of followers or dudes that do whatever and have then a ton products of
1: pay and, them to
2: well people they just go around asking for free shit and then they like take a photo and so yeah i don't know it's,
1: they got it all figured out man it's annoying it sounds like a wonderful life that they're living
2: and tiring but anyway i thought th- i just thought it was funny because he was just like well i'm just gonna charge him double and i was like that's great that's awesome, and they're both him and like the rest of the company officially are just like we don't give a shit, we don't well, care how many followers you got. Like,
1: is there a is it like the Mendoza line baseball reference? Take a drink, <laughs> uh, like where there's a a limit of if you have this many followers, you're an influencer, or is it like the blue check mark on Twitter where you somebody whoever verifies that you're an influencer
2: I don't or know. how does that I work don't, I don't even I don't know how any of it works I'm I, you know I was just happy 20 people liked a tweet of mine so <laughs> I am no influencer am I sir no influencer okay so then the next one Uh, reports. Climate change worsened Europe's heat wave as globe sizzled to hottest June on record. I just feel like that one's an important one for everybody to know.
1: Yeah, but it snowed last year. (laughs) So global (laughs) warming can't be real. It also
2: hailed in Mexico. Oh yeah, that shit was
1: crazy. And yeah, hell's cold. How do you explain that? (laughs) The earth's flat, bro. (laughs) Fucking Geoengineering.
2: (laughs) Geoengineering. Yeah,
1: Somebody on my Twitter, I think about that very, uh, that very hailstorm was like, and you're trying to tell me weather manipulation isn't real. Like it proves whatever they're (laughs) like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying it's not, but I don't really see how that proves it either.
2: Right. Um, and so then this one's a personal tragedy and this one's really fresh. A Jim Beam warehouse filled with 45,000 barrels of bourbon caught fire. How many shots are in a barrel? Oh, man, I don't know. Those There's like, like a, 300,
1: billion, a billion shots of booze.
2: <laughs> Three to four hundred, uh, depending on the size of the barrel. And these might be massive barrels, too. But, I mean, not all of them will be, which is what's really sad. Because Jim Beam is like ha- Basil Hayden, Booker's, Baker's, I think Woodford Reserve. And maybe one other one that I'm forgetting. So that's a lot of probably really really good booze that's just gone and i guarantee price is gonna jump people are gonna buy it
1: that's right up there with that fire that happened at, you know what i'm talking about the uh all the masters of a bunch of bands burned up and yep
2: shit. yep i've been here about that too yeah
1: one of the uh record labels vaults caught fire some shit i
2: think it's a universal music group
1: right right and yep. they own a lot of shit they're one of the
2: yeah, we, they're we, one
1: of the people that own everything you think right right.
2: <laughs> and they also ruin it for everybody because you can't post their music or find music or whatever with their music Okay, are so coming for you the next two are kind of probably mildly related the, one of them I uh, read a while ago so I'm, I'm not very fresh on it and it's not a fresh headline but in Singapore fresh. where trash becomes ash uh, plastics are still a problem and so then Rolling Stone had recently, um, back in May, early May, study U.S. fossil fuel subsidies exceed Pentagon spending. Shitty. So somehow fossil fuels and plastics are kind of, you know, related. <clears throat> but anyway, that, those are the headlines. Those are recent ones. But I I don't think those were probably the best that I've seen in a minute. So I didn't even try to go with those after a See, minute
1: you're, you're doing things that require research looking back through the history of twitter to <laughs> mine some sort of elusive gold uh, or going back through headlines of the last several months or to find whatever is most pertinent to a conversation See my I, the anything I was gonna do I was just whatever the I could think of from my own preference yeah like my top five well
2: right? that's what like, I went with that's what I went with
1: but I'm thinking stuff like ice cream flavors <laughs> cool <laughs> like
2: so do you have any totally
1: others? different vein is there any know? others
2: you abandoned or.
1: No, I mean, the only thing that I had was the video games thing, which I put a little bit of thought into. I got my whiteboard out and I was writing and erasing and rearranging for like 10 minutes and then the next day we decided not to do that. So I I erased it angrily. No, that was all right.
2: (laughs) Fuck this.
1: God damn it, Rob. Uh, no, but so should we, uh, should I do it? Should I unveil my. You, do you want to do it? Let's is it do time? It. I think it's, I think, I guess All it's right. time. I don't know. All right, let's go. This is, uh, I hope it's not anticlimactic. Uh, so I decided to do the top five cultural appropriators. Okay. Um, as a fan <laughs> of, uh, you know, rap, rock, and new metal, it's rife with. Uh, things that people take issue with these days so i decided that's what i would do in my top five and it's my personal top five so for example like honorable mention uh like elvis didn't make the list <laughs> if it was like you know he's like the michael jordan of that shit really right, right so he would probably be number one okay but i didn't put him in my top five just because it's not strangely uh, elvis, uh is a, uh, a huge influence on the singer of smash mouth. Mm, okay. Yeah. Huh? So without Elvis, we would not have smash mouth.
2: Interesting. What
1: kind of world would that be? To live in? <laughs> horrible. I don't know. If a that's... horrible one. I'll tell you <laughs> that's the answer. Um, I also, I almost included Watsky and, uh, the epic rap battles of history people. Yeah. Um, you know, white people that do rap, uh, which I enjoy. Uh, The Beastie Boys, I didn't put on there. Uh, You know, I like them a lot, but they haven't been. I didn't listen to them all the time like I did the ones that you'll find on this list.
2: So you have a you have a relationship with the
1: uh, yeah. It's through the personal lens of my life. Okay, not what I think is most important to the human race or whatever. Okay, Um, yeah. Uh, Although some of the choices that I made in it. I guess they're sort of hypocritical to that, but we'll talk about that as we go. I also almost put ICP on the list, even though I don't really listen to them. I <laughs> they, do a little bit. They they're funny. they
2: clown culture.
1: Well, it's rap. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. By some definitions, like anyone that's white should never do any sort of form of rap or they're Hitler. Like there's <laughs> varying degrees of uh, what people consider inappropriate appropriation. Um, So those are the honorable mentions. But coming in at number five, uh, top five cultural appropriators of all time, Led Zeppelin.
4: Oh.
1: They're a wonderful band. They're very talented. uh, But I guess it's pretty well known at this point. Uh, Every single song they ever made was stolen from a black artist. Yeah. Like, directly. Like, lifted and rearranged. But every riff was taken from somewhere it was before samples were a thing but it was kind of like taking a sample they were the puff daddy of their time
2: (laughs) (laughs) not the metallica as some would have you to believe
1: i think that's pretty well known now like in bill burr's cartoon there's a band that comes to town and they're called lifted riffs and they're obviously led zeppelin like they sound exactly like led zeppelin but they're called lifted riffs is that
2: why uh greta van fleet can't steal from led zeppelin because they already stole it all
1: <laughs> right that's like when we made our album and we couldn't get it put on the fucking uh what are they called the ass cap yeah because we couldn't figure out who to pay for covering the fujis because there was a dispute within the fujis about who had the rights to the song oh my so, god so our second album not that our first one is on jukeboxes, but <laughs> it could be. Our second right. one cannot be because of that song. Damn. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah.
2: We, should, so, we should just do an independent release of one or two of those songs.
1: Yeah. That'd
2: be cool. Yeah.
1: Just, yeah, we could just re-release it without that shit. Yeah. Just four tracks instead of five. Or, or was that, that, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, redo. Reduce. <laughs> we
1: can make a new song and put it on there. Maybe.
2: Why not? I hear the drummer's still in town. Is he still here? That's what I he- hear Shit. through the through the grapevine. Hmm. Hm. Exactly. Interesting. All right. So, wait. So?
1: Okay. So that was number five. All it's right. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Um, coming in at number four, Limp Biscuit. Classic. I love Limp Bizkit. Um, People hate Limp Biscuit. Okay. Uh, a lot of that is they were just sort of, and I don't like Nickelback, but the shit that gets heaped on them, there are worse bands. Right. Like, they're shitty, but like,
2: there's even worse rappers and MCs at this point.
1: Yo, then Fred Durst.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like as someone who was never a big fan of his or, I or understand L- or Lim- the criticism. Or Limp Bizkit, like I, I, uh, on the other hand, um, I would never say they weren't talented. I would yeah. never, I would never say Limp Biscuit wasn't talented. You heard to, it to to some degree.
1: It's on the record.
2: I mean, just because they had, I mean, they had DJ Lethal from yeah,
1: freaking who's back with the band. So the other day, I watched a Limp Biscuit show on the YouTube, right?
2: Yeah,
1: and uh, I'm watching it. It's the, did I already talk about this on the podcast I, last week?
2: Uh, we did I, two whatever, of them, so I don't it doesn't know. matter. <laughs> we I'm did watching two the, the
1: K Rock Weenie Roast, right? And Fred yeah. Durst is rambling as he does. They only played like four songs in half an hour because he. Whatever, but <laughs> I love him. Uh, and he's talking about uh, I guess Three Eleven was the headliner of this thing, and oh, this I didn't is, yeah. I didn't realize that as I'm watching it. I just thought it was the most recent Limp Biscuit footage, you know. Yeah. And he's like, he goes, I fucking love Three Eleven. Their album, music, I used to listen to it all the time. It was one of the first rap rock albums. And I'm sitting there, my proverbial jeans creaming. You know, just my my like sixteen year old self, just like completely vindicated. Everything I love, it's all coming together. Um, Yeah, so that was great. And then, uh, which reminded me of a few months back, uh, Limp Biscuit, a a video came out uh, from them at Soundcheck covering "Today" by the Smashing Pumpkins. Okay, who are one of my favorite bands as well. Um, Didn't make this list because they're not really appropriating I from mean, anybody. I mean, they are in the great tradition of all, of rock, mean, and all roll. rock and roll is, because yeah. of Elvis, which is why he got honorable mention. But uh, <laughs> when that video came out, somebody asked uh, uh, Billy Corgan about it, and, he's, and on video, he's on the record, he's like, oh, I love the biscuit, love the biscuit. <laughs> so all yeah. of that happened, and my heart is warm and full, because... Yeah seemingly somewhat disparate seeming tastes like you wouldn't think at least fans of those three bands would really be united right right but i'm glad to find that the bands themselves you mean, seem to enjoy each other there's
2: a venn diagram and you're in the middle
1: I am. Yeah, <laughs> everything is coming up roses for Loki Sapp. It brings me fan wise. It brings me peace. Yeah, it, that's I awesome. feel vindicated. Yeah, you Yeah, know? that's amazing. Um, so they came in at number four. Okay. Uh, so it was a real hard choice between the uh, Limp Biscuit and the one that ended up being number three. Yeah. Because um, they could really go either way, and it ended up just being since this is my personal preference, uh, number three is Cottonmouth Kings. They got the higher billing just because I've seen them like forty times. Like I'm one of those like Monster Energy region. <laughs> 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 we gotta bring it up somehow every time, you know. Uh, I'm one of those like SoCal white trash. Not that I'm even from there or that I'm white, but you know what I mean? Like when you think of that, I have a Cottonmouth Kings tattoo yeah, and I'm at least yeah. ICP adjacent. To, to, be, put it to, that way. to
2: be fair, when I was in high school, um, I remember hearing them. I don't even I don't I don't even know how it happened. I do not know how I heard them. Yo, they got and a then, song
1: with Jack Grisham from True Sounds of Liberty. It's and, the fucking and, shit.
2: And then like I was listening it, to it I don't know, and just like some friends, I just remember some friends being like, just give me a hard time. I'm like, No no no, it's it was good. Like I had the one with the wood, the like the really old ones, like
1: Royal the, Highness, that was yeah, the original. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh I had that one and then the one like a like a uh E P or something that came out before that or a single for Yeah. Uh, suburban, Glorious. Uh, suburban Lash. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It was on the Scream 2, maybe? Scream 1? <laughs> Scream 8 soundtrack? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Liver Alone. That oh, was a joke. Liver. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Cottonmouth Kings. I mean, obviously, cultural appropriation. Uh, white boys doing rap, acting all like gangster, but... Really, the only thing they're acting gangster about is how much they drink and smoke pot. Yeah. It's all very juvenile, but somehow... Honest, like it's got a heart of gold. I can't write raps where I'm just talking about partying. I feel like a dumb asshole, <laughs> but I'm a huge ah. fan of them, and that's what they do. So, yeah, I, I'm, they're not dumb assholes. At least I don't know. I don't know them. Maybe they are. <laughs>
2: <laughs> don't lie. You've seen them like uh, how many? I've times? met them several times. <laughs> they
1: were nice to me. I don't know, but uh yeah. So coming in at number three, Cottonmouth Kings. Um. So, this is where I said it was kind of hypocritical. I put Eminem at number two. Yeah. Now, I'm not more of a fan of Eminem than any of the ones. I like all three Led Zeppelin, Limp Bizkit, and Cottonmouth Kings yeah. more than Eminem. Yeah. Just if I'm going to listen to something, I like Eminem just fine. But I felt, and this is the hypocritical part, just like culturally, yeah. <laughs> like he's like. The the Martin Luther King of cultural appropriation, <laughs> oh, if you will.
2: <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah, bro.
1: It's interesting, and it brings up an interesting question. Like, generally speaking, uh, in the context of cultural appropriation being offensive, yeah, people don't like Limp Bizkit. That's it's crossing a line that people don't like. But people seem to be fine with Eminem. People seem to be fine with Beastie Boys. And I, what's the difference? I'm not sure. Is it that they think that there's more of an artistic integrity to the Beastie Boys and to Eminem? And that Limp Biscuit is raping a culture for no uh, nothing, for no artistic reasons just for money and fame is that I, the I, perception I
2: to me it just felt like BC boys had some footing with like playing instruments rock and roll stuff like that I know that kind of that came late, later right or were they always doing that on I think top they of the were always thing? doing that's it That's what I feel like they, they were, were primarily were always, doing the hip hop thing Right right but they still had rock and roll roots and Yeah I yeah. guess even if that's like appropriated I don't know it's hard to like I don't want to like Eminem's talented and everything, but I, I just I don't fuck with this shit either.
1: For that same reason, because you don't God. want to hear the perspective of a white person doing black music. Is that the?
2: I just I it doesn't really interest me. Like I get I get like why some people would and and the, they yeah. would relate to it and that's super awesome. Like I don't know. I I just when I when to me when I hear rap I or when I want to listen to hip hop. It is about legitimacy. I want to hear hopefully something that's honest. Like,
1: well, but so what if you're like for the, Watsky, for example, honorable mention, he's from the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. His parents are like hippies. Right. And he doesn't try to imitate any sort of other culture. Yeah. Other than that he's rhyming, you know, rapping. Right. But it's, it's not in a voice that's not his
2: right which is why i don't think a hundred percent it has to do completely like it is an art form yeah like it is at this point an art form that anybody is more than welcome to take part in you know and train at and be good at and you know uh so but for me i do have an interest i guess in in a lot of ways of the stories and the thoughts of like places I don't know and places I haven't grown up in and, but places that maybe still kind of feel some familiar, you know, a little bit or that to me. Okay. So when we were watching rap critic the other day and he says, you know, it's your job to write poetry. <laughs> it's your job to write lyrics. Yeah, that when work. he's talking
1: about the mumble rappers of today and yeah, how they're
2: lazy as fucking terrible, man. terrible state of okay. lyricism in hip hop in some yeah. cases. And like I get it, like not everybody has to be try tryhard. There's different styles. You know, yeah.
1: yeah. And um sometimes uh performance and flow is more means more than lyrics. There's different weights to
2: well and, and there's style. Being yeah. clever in a, you know in a good way and, and and Like
1: little Wayne, like he's not doing a lot of complicated shit but he's fucking clever. But he doesn't he's he silly. doesn't even
2: know what truffles are in that stupid truffle song. <laughs> yeah. He literally no, I'm has not saying no he's idea great every time he no, steps up. There's no, there's no good you have a phone. You can look up what truffles are. That motherfucker doesn't even know what truffles are. Like I I'm not on, I'm not can't be on little Wayne either.
1: I like him. I mean, I don't listen to him. Yeah. But w- w- that, speaking of which they have a song with Limp Biscuit. <laughs> uh, for a while, uh, stampede of the disco elephants, which is Limp Biscuit's <laughs> last album. That's never been released. Yeah. It was supposed to come out on cash money records, yeah. Yeah. which is uh Birdman and little Wayne's label, I guess. Yeah. Um, but something happened. I think there was a dispute between those guys and their label fell apart. Like right as Limp Bizkit joined it yeah, and the album got lost in legal purgatory. Right. Um, so it's never been released, but speaking he, of little Wayne.
2: So just to go back to Eminem and yeah. just to get back to that, uh, mostly it, it doesn't have to do like, I don't fuck with, uh, uh those dudes from Seattle either. Like, uh, Oh,
1: Macklemore. Yeah. Like I I don't,
2: I don't, you know, and, and, um,
1: are you, but is it, are you offended by its existence or does it just not interest
2: you? It just, it doesn't, I guess it just doesn't really interest. And to me, I'm, I'm also, I I guess I think about like, it's not about when I'm into stuff, but just when I'm into stuff, it's stuff that's kind of, I guess off the map a little bit or like kind of, I, I don't know, just stuff I have to kind of dig for a little bit. And, um. Yeah. Stuff I have a moment with or something like that. And it's kind of ha- hard to have a moment with something that you hear in shopping malls and, you know, like right. in some asshole's j- car it's, next to you. I, and, I understand that. Um, See,
1: I think I always tried to, like, I tried to take it to the next level where I tried to make liking mainstream shit mm-hmm. punk rock in some way yeah, because, like, the punk rock people would look down on it, so it was defiant to them. Yeah, like I was walking some sort of tightrope between the two, and a then nice like the age. people, all the other people that liked it, like, but they don't understand like it like I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm I like it intelligently. They all like it like dumbasses. <laughs> I, I'm a good Smash Mouth fan. Right.
0: Right. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I think that was my, and a lot of that now looking back was just calculated to be some sort of convoluted image that I don't know if came across at all,
2: Uh, but that's all right. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to me, to me, like, I don't want it to seem like, so my experience is constantly like a a curatorial. So if I was going to show somebody something of stuff that like meant to me, Like, I would hope that I took a lot of time in finding it and enjoying it and knowing why I like it and knowing something about it, maybe, to some degree. I I used to never look up artists if I've heard them without seeing them because I just feel like it would ruin it sometimes.
1: Oh, you mean seeing an image of them? Yeah, or or a video or anything. Yeah. Right.
2: So sometimes when I hear stuff, I don't even try and find out what Yeah, that is
1: interesting. Like, when I found out what Kid Cudi looked like, I wasn't (laughs) disappointed. It's just not what I expected. Yeah. I just wasn't expecting him to look like that.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) He looks (laughs) like some sort of, like, Puerto Rican Anthony Kiedis. Like, it's very strange.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. So are we at the number one spot?
1: Coming in at number one. Peeking (laughs) the fucking equipment. Uh, 311. Now, there was a time around when 311, uh, I think when their Blue album, which was their big breakthrough hit album, I think it's their second or third, it's their third album, but it was their big hit. Yeah. It's got Don't Stay Home and Down and, I don't know, some other shit on it. It's yeah. wonderful. Um, but there was a rumor in the world. This was around the same time when people were thinking that Marilyn Manson had had a rib removed to suck his own <laughs> dick. Uh, there was a rumor that Marilyn Manson would throw puppies into the audience and mm. refuse to come back on stage and play until the puppy was thrown up back on stage in pieces. Obviously, that <laughs> never happened or he would be in prison, of course. Um, Yeah, so it was was that era. It was, like, right before the internet really took a hold and you could fact check shit. Yeah. And we were just in middle school spitballing, you know? Yeah. But, uh... There was a rumor that 311 were white supremacists and oh that 311, God. because K is the 11th letter, yeah. that 311 then stood for KKK.
2: I remember hearing this.
1: That was the big thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I wonder now, because back then cultural appropriation was not a term that anyone knew about. Yeah. Someone somewhere in a... Uh, in a professor in a classroom somewhere might have had that term, but the general public we did not know what that was. Right, right. But I wonder now if that connection is somehow connected to the fact, like Fred Durst said, that 311 was one of the original rap rock white boy groups. Yeah. And I'll have you all know that Sa Martinez hint is brown. <laughs> uh, so one of their singers is brown. Yeah. Uh, I guess people don't like to give him credit for that it's like some sort of uh, yeah I don't know you get points based on melanin and they just don't pass the test I guess <laughs> they're, not a, they're not allowed uh, not allowed to practice this art form
2: we should have saved yours for last mine is so <laughs> not as interesting as this uh, well,
1: we'll, it'll be good we'll make it good we're very talented <laughs> but uh, yeah. so that was 311 and that's again personal preference I yeah. l- fucking love them um, uh, just yesterday I finished the second In a series of paintings I'm doing a portrait of each band member I was trying to do it by the time Their new album comes out But it comes out uh, in like eight days And I'm not going to make that deadline But I blame my neck surgery Because I couldn't really paint for a while Right. So yeah, number one With a bullet, 311 uh, Voyager, in stores, July 12th (laughs) Check it out
2: Send me one I'm an influencer
1: Yeah well, Don't I already, you know? I already bought one. I oh. bought the signed oh, copy.
2: Good. That's awesome. I love buying. Um, I buy vinyl all the time.
1: Allegedly, though, uh, somebody sent me a link uh, the day it leaked. Uh, allegedly, this guy, uh, he's in the, the uh, Enlarged to Show Detail 3, which is the latest 311 movie, which came out on 311 Day this year. In theaters, I went with friend of the show Josh Wash, and we watched it. Uh, Peanut, the bass player, his dad was at our screening, so that really? was pretty cool. We watched it with Peanut's dad, um, and the chick that I used to buy pot from at the dispensary was there. I guess she knows Peanut's dad. She's like a huge 311 fan. Um, but yeah, uh, a, a guy that is in that movie prominently featured as a super fan, yeah, uh, DM'd me a link just kind of out of nowhere. Uh, The day it leaked So I feel like I'm in the inner circle Allegedly None of this is This is all just for entertainment purposes I would never listen to an album Before it officially came out But I can tell you that it's Real fucking good (laughs) So uh, If you're into 311 Or even if you're not Even if you're on the fence uh, You should check it out Because they're on top of their game As always I love them 311 forever Boom Boom that's my list. That was my surprise top five list. Damn, okay. how are we doing so far?
2: Woo! Wow. Seem
1: worthwhile? Does that seem I, like a good uh, yeah. segment? Yeah.
2: I, I, I like the. Yeah, I just like it. It's fun. Let's go. Yeet. <coughs> Yeet. Yep. Let's go.
1: What's up, all you motherfuckers out there in Motherfuckville? Whoa,
2: what about the fatherfuckers in That's my new...
1: Uh, I'm, a, I'm a misogynist. Oh, okay, I forgot. Only motherfuckers. I forgot. Or is that the opposite?
2: Is I that a feminist I know. Statement I know you or? I know you hated Captain Marvel. So don't, <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't put that word in my mouth. I don't even give a shit that that movie exists. Is that worse or better? I don't know. You be the judge. Am I canceled? I don't know.
2: You're canceled. Well,
1: had to happen at some point. Might as well happen early on.
2: That has been... <laughs> canceled. Canceled.
1: canceled. Um, anyway, here's a song from before I was canceled. Boom. Um, this is when I used to make music before I was a bitter old man oh. ranting about everything a angrily young on a podcast boy. back when the world was in front of me. Now it's, I guess, I mean, you could say I'm on top of the world. I'm entering middle age.
2: Ah.
1: Um, anyway, this is a song. Uh, it features, uh, Nick Fury, friend of the podcast, Rad. Nick Furious, What's up, Nicholas Nick? Furious, uh, P Diddy. Is that? That's not, I, that's not no. one of his aliases. Okay. I confused him with that other guy. Um, I
2: think it's n <laughs> and yeah,
1: I don't know. Anyway, this one is—it's uh, Loki Sapfoot and Nick Furious, and it's called "Let It Glow." And uh, I made this beat. And I believe Mark plays drums on it, I think, on this one.
2: I think I remember hearing that. Yeah. He's on
1: some of them. I can't remember. If I was hearing it right now, I would know if there was live drum, but I can't fucking remember. Um, but uh, I believe there's also a bong rip at the beginning of this, and that is our friend Allie. So shout out to Allie on the bong. Nice. And, Good uh, job, Allie. Yeah, here's Let It Glow.
3: Let's go. Lady.
4: Let it glow, let it glow, let it glow, let it glow. You're rotting, hiding inside you, so spew the love out Droughts keep on coming, doubts keep on pumping you out Bound up to negativity, and so negatively you manifest in this test Messes come with regularity and sincerity, thought to come and summon the courage to change your world, onward to the next Flex on the rhythm, every step of the dance is your chance. Universe grants, what you need. Eat the word of the wind indeed. Leave when you got up and don't break, break. I wanna take a break, from fear. I'm here the raise fakes. Takes are taken out. It's evolution, pollute in your mind. You'll find a rotten, crop it. harvest time, all this time. Your mind's like a dormant volcano. Mangle the status quo. Put it down, let them know. The the let it go. Inside you, just let it guide you Let it glow Every new day is a miracle Let it glow, follow the light And you will you know, know if you're doing it right Good intentions it's with lack a of foresight Least one, one stumbling through this life. life Am I right? In Am the right? signs if you wish to survive I. Right, what's the plan? What are we doing tonight? It's like, it's like we create the agenda The ninja centipede and all contenders stand in the center, bask in the glow Take off the mask, leave your skin exposed Inhale and then explode Lay seed, fertile flows will grow Celestial spirals of silence Down with the violence no more tyrants Insert the sword in the dragon's iris restore the right to hold some things private Furious and low-key Penetrate your headspace The sensei Open your mentee Swing for the fences Attack your defenses Success Break it down to the essence God bless this excellent experiment Let it glow Lead the way to the pyramids It's imperative That we spit the narrative There it is Yo, there it is Let it guide you, let it glow, let it take control, let it It's already inside you, just let it guide you, let it glow Every new day is a miracle Every new day is a miracle Regardless of habitual rituals I bet you will get your fill I'm on the hunt, I'm on the kill leading the pack and it's all downhill This is my dream and I'm making it real Helping to peel back skin, make incisions Like a surgeon forever Searching the depths, have a regret, Approaching your death, let's redirect all that negative shit Sit back and observe Become detached, no longer a servant Your appetite curb it. I know how it makes you nervous What is this is just another set of steps through the t- 10 of an endless circus Work this out with the rest of it Right now, no getting ahead of it Breathing in and out, here, your head to bit In order like subject to predicate Hello though do not forever spit The cleverness, i said for this on Umbilical cord to Babylon's whore I will open the door Let it glow. Come on, let it blow It's a predicate, just let it guide you Let it blow You, just the day guide you let it go every new day is a miracle let it go it's something to gets you just the day guide you let it go let it take control let it
2: go it's something it gets you just the day guide you let it go every new day is a miracle let's go um i'm actually going to go in reverse for mine because mine gets goes from dry to more interesting i think for
1: so you're starting at the top. Yeah,
2: yeah. We're going from number one to number five.
1: Interesting. Interesting choice. So,
2: so here we go. Top five movies. Just
1: general movies of top, all time. Top yeah, five, that's top a hard five,
2: one. Top five movies for me that I feel like I could see multiple times and never get tired of. Okay. And I've had relationships with movies before and kind of try to watch them and just never get very far again, you know, and, and some I just don't even watch at all anymore. Um so number one. Two thousand and one A Space Odyssey, nineteen sixty eight, directed by Stanley Kubrick.
1: Yeah, man. That is some classic shit.
2: It is a classic one. I um okay, so let me tell you why it's number one. I'll give you I'll give you my justification. As a kid I saw it, saw it yeah. as a child. And, uh, it was slow and metered, but I, uh, I must've been watching it. I guess I kind of have the memory of watching it maybe late night or something, just like it was on. And I was like, what the, you know, what is this? And started watching it and, uh, it just... It, even now, it still feels so real when you watch it. It, it, it really tried to go for accuracy and recreating something, and I could not understand how it worked, and I thought it was amazing and beautiful. I mean, I was just this kid watching it on cable late night, yeah, you know, on a, on a TV, a, a CRT. It
1: was, what, 15 years before Star Wars?
2: Yeah. And, and it,
1: it looks better.
2: Well, Way better. What was yeah. it, 60, 68? It was about uh, so uh, nine, nine years nine before. Nine years
1: before. I was thinking 63.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. But uh, incredible, incredible film. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's the shit. And I'm not a movie person. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like movies, and I feel like I understand you know, at least enough to speak of them critically somewhat. I've watched a lot of red letter media, which helps, Yeah. but you can, it's just, it's like a fucking painting that moves the it whole is. thing. It's just fucking,
2: um, and, and I've, I'm lucky enough. I've seen it in a couple different formats. I've seen it, uh, and, and, uh, head spaces. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we invited a fun guy over and it was, um, that was incredible to watch. Um, but, I got to see it in a, oh, that's not the poster, but I, I, like 70 millimeter um, at Universal City or Universal Studios. Like, uh, there was a 50th anniversary last year, re-release yeah, of it. They
1: showed it here at the Guild that year, too, Did right? they? Uh I think we were talking about going to it, yeah, from practice or something. Okay, or maybe it was someone else. But, I don't know. My memory sucks.
2: <laughs> but I, 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 yeah, that that was mind blowing. Seeing it on screen, seeing the the just everything, the the space station floating around, bigger than you. I mean, like,
1: it's almost like how did how are you even gonna ever make another movie after that? <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm glad Spice World happened, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, you it, know, it's about everything. Like, it's just like,
2: and it's about the next step and it's about moving forward and it's about going beyond and seeing beyond and using your imagination to move beyond and what happens right. when, uh, I mean, all the way down to like uh, um, artificial intelligence. Yeah, uh, like it's dealing
1: to, with shit that is way relevant now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and it is slow and it is slowly paced and it's kind of hard to understand and it is abstract, but that's what I loved about it when I first saw it. I, I didn't know what the hell happened. I was like, what the hell did I just see? Like what was going on there? And uh and so it 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 made me want to see it more and maybe somewhat understand it, but definitely just see it more. And so I I watched it many times. At this point, I have a very good uh grasp on it. I'm not going to like bore anybody with it cuz it's just whatever. It's more it's better if you figure out whatever you want to figure out about it. Like it's it has Having an interpretation, I don't know, is not important to it. Just everything not at all.
1: about it is fucking glorious. The arc of, I mean, it starts with the the apes discovering tools, right? One ape figures out it can use a bone to hit another one over the head. Yep. Yep. So it's discovering tools and weapons simultaneously. Yep. And then all of a sudden there's this mysterious floating obelisk yep. that is over, it seems like it's watching over them. It's just present at this auspicious moment in the history of mankind as we take our first steps into becoming human, you know? And then there it is at the end as mankind has left the earth and one man is about to leave his very conception of what it means to be a human and find an infinite space mind. The next thing. And it's there for that too. And that's just and in between there's a whole sci-fi movie. It's so fucking awesome. <laughs> right. I fucking love
2: that shit. <laughs> there's a killer robot.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so good.
2: It's amazing. That movie's amazing. Right. I, that's why I have a poster. There's a poster. I have a poster of it. Like I uh, So that's why it's number 1. Um um so number 2 uh is Léon the Professional 1994. I uh,
1: have not seen that. Directed
2: one. by Luc Besson. You haven't? Oh my god. I
1: haven't seen most shit. Luckily I've seen the number 1. That one
2: that one uh, so you've have you seen the fifth element? Yes. Okay, so you've seen a Luc Besson movie. He kind of he always has he always has a female character roughly with that same haircut. Uh especially during that time. Um you know who? But he's a
1: big fan of Die Antwerd, however you're supposed to say
2: it. I would I would <laughs> say probably honestly. Um but yeah, so uh, *Leon the Professional* is a, a little more European. It's a little more toned down. Um, Jean Jean Reno plays a, a an assassin, right. and he befriends Natalie Portman, who's in her right. first film. Is that away. her first movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and so um, her family gets killed, and. Uh, and so she kind of wants to learn his ways to get revenge you know for her family and um i mean if that's a spoiler it doesn't matter because it has that's Freaking, like some
1: samurai shit. It has
2: Gary uh, uh, Gary Oldman in it, and oh, he's incredible. He's yeah. incredible. He's terrifying. He's amazing. Man, he's I feel loud. like,
1: and I mean, obviously, he gets renown, gets love. Obviously, yeah, well, he
2: finally but, got an Oscar.
1: I just feel like he's still kind of under the radar. Dude is Commissioner Gordon and fucking Dracula.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> badass.
2: Yeah, no, he's he's had a, a, a an incredible career. He's an incredible actor. Um, So it's great to watch him. Uh, All the supporting cast is pretty good. None of them ever, you know, made too big a name outside of really anything. But but it's shot like a European film. It's very, like, kind of seemingly slow-paced in parts. Understated. A little bit. But then the action is, like, top-notch A+. Uh, It's just got really good moments without being, like, super flashy. There is, I don't, with Shaky Cam, there's no such thing as Shaky Cam in that. In that in
1: what, uh, do you know what caused that? What was like, you know, no, like shaky in, the, in the way that the isotopes ruined minor league baseball, <laughs> in the way that Garth Brooks ruined country music. Chris Gaines? <laughs> yeah. Who ruined, <laughs> and I like Garth Brooks, and I like the isotopes, but they, they done fucked it up for the rest of us. But... <laughs> Yeah, who ruined movies that way? Who who made it so that every action was it? Twenty eight days later, was that the one that caused it? Because that's a good one, and you know, ever since then, everything is. Was it before that though? I don't know. Oof, that's I the one know. that stands out in my mind. Yeah, but I'm not a movie person, so I don't. I'm probably wrong.
2: I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I've never looked into the shaky cam phenomenon. I know um, it seems like a film like um, Taken would definitely put that kind of at the forefront because that yeah. that film
1: or like those jason Bourne movies where it's just all that, quick cuts yeah, yeah. and everything's always moving
2: right add yeah like a like a mother no but uh but yeah so it's a fantastic film would recommend there's a little bit of i have to check that there's constantly out. this like controversy surrounding some of the dynamics of our leads but Oh there's like um, a lolita thing happening uh initially when it was written, yes, but in the to me in the finished product, it's just i don't know dude dude keep handles his shit he doesn't fuck around like he's you know um i i don't know i i've never i've never thought it you know w- was gonna even though maybe the the director's gaze or whatever uh, whoever's you know shooting it and and making it like even though his View might be in question. I never felt the character's integrity was in question necessarily. So, um, anyway, I'm gonna move on from that. Let's go to number three. Number three. Number three. Nobody's seen anyway, so which kind of sucks. But the classic um, Rob choice. Only Rob knows about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. I hope people have seen this because I can tell you how who who it has influence. Okay, so it's called Sans Soleil. And it's 1983 by this guy named Chris Marker.
1: That means without sun, am I correct? That does mean without sun. France, Francais.
2: And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, he, uh, um, okay. What's interesting about it is this guy kind of does documentaries that aren't documentaries kind of feel vibe thing. So in this one, what he does is he kind of juxtaposes, um, kind of ancient or tribal Africa, with the city of tomorrow, which is J- Tokyo, Japan, you know, or, okay. or Japan in general, or the land of tomorrow. Japan. So the
1: cradle of civilization meets the land of tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Kind of thing. The, the, the extremes of human, um, very similar
1: to 2001.
2: Kind of, kind of. Uh, the thing is you can't pull that right away. What, what it looks like is just these various stories about different places that you're not sure are re- necessarily related you know, I mean, if you're paying attention, you'll start noticing patterns and things like that. Like that, there was that uh, story about the dog at the train station in Japan who I'm not familiar. So his owner, I believe his owner died, and but he would still go every day to the station to wait for him. And okay. So like people would start feeding the dog, and then one day the dog died, and so they put a statue there to always remember, you know, loyalty of of whatever. Okay. A symbol of loyalty, I guess, really. Right. And um. So they kind of go over that story, but again, it's not told in like any story format. But the the what's really fun is how layered the commentaries are. There was one that was uh, another movie that was probably done around this time, which combined like uh, uh, Japan um, reflecting on World War II. So the terror of World War II in Japan, uh, the horrifying, violent, you know, awful everything that it is, and uh, but also video games. Mm -hmm. So somehow tying those together, not not that... I mean,
1: there's some obvious violence is obviously part of that Venn diagram overlap. And
2: and it's not about causal things. It's more about just that war turns life into video games, which is dangerous.
1: Especially these days when Buster Bluth is fucking shooting people from the sky with a joystick from a, <laughs> a bunker in Orange County. You know what I'm saying?
2: And so, uh, so San like I said, is more of a, more of a sweeping interest in looking at, I, I do, uh, let's see. Oh,
1: so is it a documentary or? It's
2: not quite a documentary. Here's the, here's the, we're gonna, I'm just gonna play as we can keep this. If not, this is just the trailer. This is your, for your edification too.
4: The first image he told me about was of three children on a road in Iceland. In 1965. He said that for him it was the image of happiness, and also that he had tried several times to link it to other images, but it never worked. He wrote me One day I'll have to put it all alone at the beginning of a film with a long piece of black leader. If they don't see happiness in the picture, at least they'll see the black.
1: Whoa. <laughs> That reminds me of, have you ever seen Kayana Scazzi?
2: I've, I've seen, uh, there's parts, like four of them. Part, parts of, uh, I think one of them are,
1: I, I it's kind of just like a, a visual collage of humanity type movie Yeah. where it's, there's no narrative. Um, it's just sort of various images of beautiful things of nature and man and humanity and the, the interaction between them, but yeah. without commentary. Yeah. It just shows it. Right. It's pretty fucking awesome. I recommend all of them. The, I think it's like the last one is the third one or the fourth one or something. Right. And it has like uh, computer-generated imagery. Oh, okay. Which is kind of cool, but it's probably the worst of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But there was a time when I was watching, I would watch that and Waking Life and Baraka.
2: Damn.
1: Um, Damn. But then I would put them on, I would mute it and I would put on other music. Nice. And then I would put on a lecture like uh, Terrence McKenna or like Timothy Leary or some like weird psychedelic person talking about whatever Yeah. and just watch it and take it in and see how it overlaps and what like uh, synchronicities happen between the music, the visual and then the lecture. Yeah. It was pretty good times.
2: That sounds pretty awesome, yeah, so um Chris Marker like writes all that stuff as if they're letters, so i don't I don't well, okay, so that's it's kind of up to, for debate how much is documentary and what's not, and it kind of blurs those lines mm-hmm. um, but it's like she's reading letters about this person who's documenting, you know, as you can see, it started out with the with the three girls in Iceland. And the happiness and he not, not knowing what to, and then he follows it up with a, with a jet coming out of a, a a bay of, um, uh, aircraft carrier.
1: Right. And that like juxtaposition of imagery
2: of, but it, but all the, all the juxtapositions fell, fall short to some degree. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and so it's kind of just in the moment, a study of, of. Of images and how they do and how you what, react to what them. they invoke, what they mean, the yeah. weight of them, what they carry, and things like that. How
1: they interact with each other.
2: So let me tell you where how we how Chris Marker has made his, I guess, mark. <laughs> Is that on, the guy that made history. that movie? Yeah, he's he, he's done quite a few. He's done what's like it called? San Soleil? San Soleil, Yeah, and um, oh. so he's done a, quite a few different things. Even one about cats or his cat or something. I've watched one about the cats of Paris. Um, I've heard of that. I've and heard uh of that one. And, um, and the one he's known for is La Jetée, which is about a group of people after a nuclear attack living underground. And maybe one day one of them, you know, getting out of there and going to the surface. And uh, it influenced 12 monkeys. Interesting. So 12 Monkeys is based off of, and La Jetée is not even like an actual, it's a motion picture, but there's no moving images. Like it's actually just photographs. Huh. and Like uh, Ken
1: Burns' zoom effect? Not even, not even that. Just a slideshow? Yeah.
2: basically like a slideshow about the story. Text? and text? Yeah, there's subtitles. Well, I, don't, I don't know if there's sub, there's, there's, or, um. Uh, dubbed. It's kind of dubbed reading, like how, what you were right there. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a narrator going on. In a on. world. And, um, but yeah, so, uh, that's what they based 12 monkeys off of nice. the, uh, the, that film. Um, let's go to number four.
1: Number four. Why are you doing it backwards? You should have done it right ways, back ways.
0: Oh, uh, it,
2: it'll pay off. Okay. Um, so this Sorry one is to called, question you. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 couldn't decide which way to go, but, <laughs> right. uh, La Grande Illusion, um, 1937, uh, this is uh, directed by Jean Renoir, the son of the painter. So oh, okay. uh, Renoir is a known uh, uh, expressionist, expressionistic painter, expressionistic.
1: Wait, is he an impressionist or an expressionist? Oh, maybe he's an oh, impressionist. Oh my fuck, should I know this? He's an, he's, he's an,
2: he's an impressionist, right? Because Monet's an imp- impressionist.
1: Impressionism but. is uh, where it's kind of blurry and then the further yeah. you get, the more it looks like a nice image. Uh, the image
2: that you're image that they're recreating
1: yeah. lots of uh dappled dots of color
2: mm-hmm. yeah a lot of yeah uh so i can't
1: believe i have a degree i'm so fucking <laughs> it's pathetic
0: anyway
2: so uh jean renard uh, uh directed this he directed several movies uh during the 30s pre-world war ii this one was uh actually about world war one and i think what's interesting about this film and the reason i chose it uh it is consider It always fights for the top three of the greatest films. Vertigo, one of them, and um, Citizen Kane being the other.
1: Rosebud.
2: Yeah. Uh, so those ones are always kind of vying for it because they both have same kind of vision, same kind of idea, like large scale visions, same kind of um, framing of the camera movements. They were they. Th- none. I don't know that any of them necessarily influenced each other as much as they were just all great minds thinking alike to some degree. The zeitgeist, uh, possibly, possibly, but I don't know. I I I, uh, I didn't look up dates or anything for the other movies to make any comparisons. But anyway, so World War Two, uh, the officers. Uh, so it's about French sold uh, French um, soldiers and French POWs, but they're all mixed in with all different Europeans, Italians. I think there's like some British and maybe Americans in there. Uh, it's, but it's a French film, and the. Uh, interaction between the officers who are french and who are pow's with the with their uh, keepers who are germans like they sit around and have like tea and talk and have conversations and not because it's making light or, or pretending that this didn't happen but it's well it's it's making more of a commentary on how ridiculous war is and how it doesn't actually hurt quite a few people that are running it, you know, kind of thing. I think is, is, is the overarching message. I haven't seen it in a long time and I can't remember what the hell I wrote about it when I did, (laughs) but, um, it's one of those that I could definitely, I would definitely watch again. I tried to buy it recently and I couldn't even get a copy of it, which was a bummer, but it's, it's just a good war film, anti-war film that came out right before world war two happened. And, uh, And it has some uh, really good visual storytelling, uh, uh, good performances, and um, kind of really looks at the futility of war kind of not through the violent lens, but just through the kind of like how those French movies are about the grinding gears of life bringing you (laughs) down type thing, you know? Yeah. Um, So that one... uh, uh I I just absolutely love Well what's
1: it called again?
2: So this one's La, La Grande illusion Lucian or Allusion, Allusion, I don't know. La Grandelusion
1: de Baguette. Yeah.
2: So you you've got it. You got it. And it's it's got a classic star in it too of the time and it's it's a, it's a it's it's wildly entertaining and the and the subject matter of of just discussing war and watching them deal with war uh is is incredible. Um but I did want to end on this, and it does have ties to another one that I talked about, and and this one, and I guess the reason I wanted to go with go backwards is because the process for this made me have a hard time picking the last one, number five. Number five was a hard one to figure out.
1: Who makes the cut?
2: Uh, Right, and so some honorable mentions were contempt um, by Jean Luc Godard. I already had a French dude. I didn't have a new wave French dude, but it doesn't matter. I, All these
1: French dudes, I'm starting to think you hate freedom.
2: <laughs> no, I love French fries. <laughs> um, and they, uh, uh, so Contempt is an amazing movie. It somehow echoes things about the uh, Odyssey, uh, you know, the Odysseus. Mm-hmm. Um Not exactly sure how it has Fritz Lang, the guy who directed uh, Metropolis or or Metropolis, um, you know, the the silent film, Uh as himself. It has Jack Palance as this greasy, gross, grimy producer who's all over the writer's wife, who's uh, Bridget Bardot, who's just like stunning as well. And so it's a it's a phenomenal movie. Would recommend, dude. It's so good. I love this film, and it. First couple times never made sense. The only other one I'd probably throw on there is like a uh nah, I'm not even gonna go with that one. But um uh, but let's let's do this. This one's fun. This one's a fun one. And I and I can't believe I've watched it since I was probably like fifteen, maybe, maybe sixteen or seventeen. Or maybe seven yeah, seventeen probably. Uh Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, nineteen ninety eight, Terry Gilliam, who also directed Twelve Monkeys.
1: Brazil too, right?
2: Brazil as well. But yeah. I uh the performances in it are awesome.
1: Yeah. You know it's a shame though, is that since uh uh he's done all the pirate shit and become like weirdo eccentric guy, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Um, who hangs out with Doug Stanhope and Marilyn Manson. So he's probably cool. <laughs> but um, ever since then when I go back and I watch
2: Fear Older and movies? Loathing
0: yeah.
1: Fear and Loathing especially, yeah. all I see in his performance as Hunter S. Thompson yeah. is that fucking pirate guy. Right. And it's a shame, you
2: know. See, I'm glad the imprint of that movie really got on me more and I I have I mean, I've probably seen maybe Three Of the five pirate movies, maybe once, maybe one of the first one twice. I've just avo- I don't, I don't, I don't care. They're not for me. I'm yeah, not, I don't like, give a shit. Pirates are cool. I think pirates are cool. Well, kind of, uh, maybe not, but yeah. th- the idea of a pirate's cool. But you know, like I don't know, like Gore Verbinski, uh, he did The Ring. That's right. I first remember him doing a movie. I mean, he's done other stuff before that, and he's done other stuff since. He did, <laughs> he did, the, he did The Lone Ranger. Oh,
1: speaking of johnny depp
2: yeah right oh um
1: to be fair i haven't seen it i'm just going off of hearsay but i heard it's not so good
2: it's all right i mean i saw it in theaters hilariously uh
1: isn't johnny depp playing an indian though yeah he is i mean but like come on i I know
2: but (laughs) he couldn't find an indian actor to do it even even the crow nation like Inducted him in, or some shit, and then, like, oh, I don't know. The rest of us are like, B- Yeah, but come on, stop sucking up to celebrities. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. Like, they're not any more special than anybody else, dude. Um, anyway, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Fearing, I mean. There's still and Benicio del Toro's in everything right now too, and 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 he's kind of been ruined by like Disney in general. He was
1: the only good part of that Star Wars movie he was in. Oh God, no, he wasn't. Nothing was good <laughs> about
2: that part. I hate that whole part. His
1: character seemed in a in a real movie. The character seemed.
2: like uh, he totally cool. took me out of everything. I was just, just like, really. Was I was like really, and then his like character was so inconsistent and uninteresting. I don't even like,
1: remember. I just I remember him looking cool. I guess that's the most I can give the movie credit for. He (laughs) looked cool, and he made snake noises with his mouth.
2: Yeah. How high were you? How high were you? I don't. I just not
1: very. It just didn't stick in my mind because it was fucking terrible. All I remember is I remember the your mom joke at the beginning when Poe Demaron
2: taken out of it.
1: I was just—I remember looking around because my the my lady friend at the time uh, she was a big fan, right? And she hated uh, number seven, but okay. she was still going to give number eight a chance, right? Episode eight. Yeah. And so we went, and uh, yeah, that opening scene when he's in front of the new order or whatever they're called first order. Right. And he's your mom called or whatever he says. I remember looking around the theater like, okay, Ashton Kutcher is going to jump out and tell me I'm on a (laughs) hidden camera show. Right. Like this isn't fucking real. This isn't the real movie. This has to be fake. No, it was real. And then it lasts another fucking two hours or whatever.
2: Uh, God, it was a slog, dude. That was a slog. Uh. Like I, I, uh, I remember kind of thinking like, well, there were parts that were what I wanted, what I was hoping was going to happen, which literally you had, you had the perfect premise to start with. You didn't have an overstuffed fucking corpse. You had like this chance to, to, to delve into what it means to be, to well, yeah, yeah, like the Knights of, the Knights of Ren and like, uh, you know what did happen to Luke? What has been going on with that guy? Like, you know, uh, uh, what 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 can we learn about the Force? Why does why does Ray have a connection to it? It didn't like. Did I they
1: answer any of those questions nothing, in the film? Nothing. <laughs> no, they did nothing.
2: nothing. <laughs> it was. Just, I mean, there was like that little moment where where you did have the way you know the 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 menace of Luke's you know possible decisions, and and and. But we never we never really delve into that much or very yeah. far, and it just that was the problem to me is that they were trying to stuff in this whole bullshit storyline, which I, you know I don't blame the actors or or anybody the like
1: love story.
2: Or well, the, just whatever the it was. stuffed in like oh man, as soon as as soon as as soon as I saw uh, 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 Finn running around, and I was just like oh, there should be slippery banana noises like whoa, oh, whoa, and whoa, and whoa, and whoa. His like his
1: rejuvenation suit yeah, and it's squirting. like. He, fluid everywhere. they yeah.
2: first of all they miss out on this awesome chance for poe and poe to try and save you know keep him safe during this like really dangerous time and work on trying to get him somewhere yeah. and 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 you know have leia died in this film and focused on her trying to get save as many people you know and sacrificing herself we, we did not need purple haired person that was totally extraneous too. Like there was just way too much to just like, it
1: seemed like it was supposed to be some sort of social commentary, but it, I don't really know what they were trying to say to me. It wasn't,
2: there wasn't any, like to me, it was just Ryan Johnson trying to put too many pieces on a table so that you're distracted. So that when you're, you know, trying to be like, "Oh, I know what's going to happen at the end." No, we know what's going to happen at the end. We know Luke's going to die. We're well, not sure about what's, in right. you know, Leia. It's
1: like it spent so much time trying to trick us into into whatever happening not being what we thought would happen. Yeah, that they forgot to make a movie.
2: It just is a bunch of
1: misdirection. You
2: want to be like, what the fuck? Is the good guy going to win at the end? Bullshit. Why would I want to watch that? No, of course. We know that. We're going into this knowing that the good guy is going to win at the end. Or they might sacrifice themselves. Like, you know, that's not like... I don't know why I brought this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. No, I I, I, I love discussing it because it really, like, blows my mind that there are people who are like, this is a great film. And I'm like, no, no I, it's not. I, right. It's so, and I
1: just, I can't understand
2: it. It's I, so bad. Like, it's not, e- it's not even good writing in general. Like, I got, one, bored. Two, too much going on, which I fear is like a contractual thing. I don't feel like I even yeah. can blame that on Ryan Johnson. Right. Personally, like they did give him free reign, but I'm sure they had things in his contract that were like, yeah, you're going to follow these a, notes. There's an asterisk
1: next to free
2: reign. I and think. that's yeah. super unfortunate that he couldn't have wielded it a little bit better, unfortunately. But I don't know. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I at the end of the day, here's where it lost me, and here's where I will forever just be like, nope, I was done uh, with the whole everything. Uh, uh, th- we're having that moment. We came here. We know that Luke is... Going, should be dying in this moment he should, he should be gone this is it this is the end for him and he's about to walk out those giant gates you know opening up to the rebel fortress and everything like yeah. that yeah and so you're talking about like those Sergio Leone moments and like the good the bad the ugly and, and right. stuff like that the where, showdown in the
4: streets yeah
2: the, 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 the tension the the, the slow paced moment boah, boah, of, boah. and it was perfect like it was framed exactly like that yeah, yeah. for five seconds For five fucking seconds, like you couldn't even hold twenty seconds on that because we had today's
1: audience. Rob, we needed
2: we needed uh, rabbit donkeys to ride it on. We needed that shit. That was super important. Instead of like this awesome moment where we get to say goodbye to a character, they have their last moment, and we get to really just soak it in. And visually, it looked amazing. That moment looked awesome, and they just cut it. They cut from it. It was just blew my mind. I was like, why are we even making films anymore? Why the fuck are we making films? Why? Who cares anymore? I thought I thought Fear and Loathing was like cut quickly and fast and crazy. I felt like dr- I was on drugs the first time I watched it. Man,
1: like, that movie's so fucking good, though. Despite my complaint about Johnny Depp just being the pirate in it, in my head now. I mean, the the, the it's so
2: good. The premise is amazing. The the
1: the con- the way they convey the feeling of being high. And everyone knowing <laughs> or you thinking everyone knows yeah, you're high. Yeah, just the way that comes across, it's so fucking perfect., yeah. <laughs> it's amazing.
2: <laughs> well, it, it conveys those things. There's uh, these weird um, tense uh, how it kind of reminds you of doing drugs too, in general, uh, if you're, you know if you're if you're not careful, in general, if you're out partying and things like that. The, the, the vibes can change real quick. They can change right. real quick. Somebody can, somebody can bring in some negative energy and just switch the I've, whole thing up.
1: I've seen that
2: happen. Even in yeah. incredibly safe environs, it can just happen. People, oh, people will flip.
1: There is this time, and I think it was like New Year's, right? So there's already like gunshots going off. And there was for a while, allegedly, it was my tradition that I would do mushrooms on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Um, and I remember one year uh, our neighbor came over with I think his friend had like just gotten out of prison. Oh man! And he was also on mushrooms, oh, and he man. was like weirding out and getting like semi-violent. No. And we were all no. kind of had already come down. We were tired, you know.
2: Kind of in a peaceful state, though. And he's post- just
1: in our house, and all of a sudden the vibes are tense as fuck. Uh, like, yeah, that can happen for sure.
2: Duh. And and that's kind of how that movie flows, too. There's really good times. There's there's times of obliv- uh, obliviousness, but there's also kind of, I think, the vibe... It, the, it feels like the way that Terry Gilliam and the screenwriter and, you know, even... Uh, what's his name? Was trying to embody the... Hunter S. Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson was trying to embody the spirit, the, like you were saying, the zeitgeist of the time, and trying to yeah. really get it out there of, like, this... Duffy shirt society, which for him was built on menace. It was built on war machines and destruction. And
1: And it's about the loss. Like they're holding on in much the same way that we're holding on to the glory days of having once played warped tour. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like this character is holding on to the ideas of the sixties and of real fucking freedom, man in this world. That's moving on from that and moving into the fakeness of the seventies and eighties, you know, and it's just about like that change of zeitgeist, like the loss of hope, like that speech where he's looking out the window and he talks about where you can see the crest, yeah, the high okay. water mark of high the sixties and how it's washed down like that shit. Yeah. Fucking awesome. Like even within, you know, obviously I wasn't around for that, but even within one's own life. Like, th-
2: there are that, moments that happen. That, that
1: metaphor, way. Th- that's the way a life goes. You know, there's a high time.
2: And that, and then, and that, I think that more almost, for me, I always say rock and roll is the province of youth. Like, the kids should be making it. Let yeah. the kids do the rock and roll. Don't get the fuck out of the way, old right. people. And, uh, and that kind of, I think that echoes your, you know, youth in general, the, the energy, the, the endless feel, the feeling of endless energy and the feeling of endless, uh, high moments, you know, yeah. and not, not in any kind of like, not in any kind of druggy way, not high like that, but just no, yeah. high socially, high, the high vibration, yeah, the, you know,
1: finding the place, finding the tickle of the universe, being, whatever it, it is,
2: even being at the center of the feeling like the center of the universe is happening all around yeah. you and being, and somehow being lucky enough to be part of that. Yeah. Right. That all, that all comes through. and And so it's a kind of a, it's a movie that, uh, is nihilistic in a lot of ways, uh, completely reckless, careless, and, and, and you don't even know sometimes why you even like these characters, but there's right. still kind of um, a poetry uh, embedded in that. And that doesn't, that doesn't only have to do with Hunter S. Thompson's writings, but also has to do with Terry Gilliam's I... Right. And his uh, oh man, if you've ever seen Tideland, I I recommend that to people. Tideland, Tideland. It's got a uh, Jeff Bridges, I believe. Um, oh man, whoever was Chucky's bride, I, I'm totally <laughs> I I'm totally flaking on her name. She's awesome. I like her, but uh, she's in that for a minute. But it basically uh, um is focused on this girl who's who's found herself abandoned and in this horrible place, like this open wasteland, but it, it's kind of told in a very fairy tale sort of way, but it's terrifying. It's kind of gross and weird and freaky, but I don't know. I mean, it's awesome. There's very few films that just make you kind of feel unclean like that. <laughs> yeah. I should let you borrow it. I have, I found a copy of it today on uh-huh. DVD. But, um. But yeah, that's my top five. Boom. I know I top went in reverse, five movies. But, but I feel like the... That that kind of took took a took a took an interesting ride because who knew what five was going to be? I didn't know what five was going to be. <laughs>
1: yeah, that is hard. It was a lot easier. Obviously, is number one. That's where I started. <laughs> <laughs> and then now what? Like, and it was hard to pick Led Zeppelin as the number five. Like, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, and it, I felt it was a good pick because it shows like the diversity of it. It's not all just like rappers, right? Like, right. The diversity is a funny way to put it, I guess.
2: I guess I feel like you get a better read of somebody's lower numbers because those are probably ones they have liked for a long time or, you know, they have, there's some personal
1: more of a choice is made there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. More deliberation. When you get to the top three, it's like, well, right. I think, I think if maybe, maybe not, maybe, maybe it's harder to pick a number one, but you always, I, I would feel like people would know what at least their favorite movie is. So, yeah. you know, that's yeah. Uh,
1: top favorite is easier than fifth favorite.
2: Right. Or what, or what yeah. would you watch right now? And that was kind of what even my top five was based on. Like, what would I watch again? Like without question right away. And these are films that I would totally watch again without hesitation. The only, honestly, sometimes the only reason I don't watch them a lot is because I don't want to get tired of them. I, I, I leave them be. I, I take reprieve.
1: I don't know how I thought of it's just the first thing that popped into my head, top yeah. five cultural appropriators. I mean obviously there's a personal connection. If you've heard Batwings for Lab Rats, obviously <laughs> there's some of that going on. But Absolutely. what bugs me about that whole the whole thing,
0: yeah.
1: it's like I'm half white, half brown. Yeah. Do I just not get to do anything? Am I just not allowed? <laughs> because that's kind of what it's like like you I go to the, the brown side of the family and they treat me weird you yeah. go to the white side and
2: too they brown, treat me weird too brown for the white kids too white for the brown and kids and not
1: that anyone is like outwardly hateful right. within the family but there's i feel a judgment from, from both you? sides at gatherings yeah for sure <laughs> and but and then by the in that same way it's like somebody can't practice an art form that another race invented yeah. I, I understand if you're if the 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 reason you're doing it is hateful or insincere. Right. But if you're just taking I don't see I guess where the fact or the 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 cultural component really becomes offensive if you're just using it to explore art in a, with another voice. Right. I don't right. see the problem. Yeah. If you're being disrespectful about certain I get that. Like, I understand the argument, and obviously there's weird blurry lines. But as a mixed-race person, like, where's the person advocating for mutts? Like, what do I get?
0: Like,
1: (laughs) it's either white supremacist or, I don't know. Like, (laughs) what am I supposed to do? (laughs) What am I allowed to do? (laughs) If I don't regularly comb my hair in about a week, it turns into dreads. Yeah. Does that mean God made me evil because I'm stealing?
2: And you by white, the way, you white Rasta? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You Boomba Clot? <laughs>
1: Greeks had uh, dreads, like, I don't know. You wouldn't believe? 2,000 years they, before Rastafarian even existed as were, a religion.
2: I thought you were going to say on their backs and their chests. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. Currently. But,
1: uh, <laughs> or, or the fact that, like, uh, if a white girl braids her hair, it's yeah. offensive. Like, yeah. People just take it to this level where it 's you 're defeating your own argument by just being absurd i 'm probably wrong, I'm sure I'm wrong. i 'm sure i 'm wrong i am sure i 'm being it 's not
2: it 's not that i mean i don 't feel sorry for either of those people honestly i don 't give a shit enough to feel sorry for any of those people like I do give white rust as kind of like a hard time because it 's just It's fucking silly, but like on the other hand, like.
1: But it's also harmless. It's not hateful. Yeah, it's not like they're like, fuck black people. I'm going to go dreads. And
2: I don't, and I don't, and I don't don't, like kick them out of my bar or anything like that. I don't, I don't do that. I don't even like make fun of them just out in public. I'm, if I'm driving, I don't be like, fuck you, white Rasta. Like, I don't do that kind of I don't do, no, why do that? Why? That's not helpful. That's not helpful in any way. You know? Like, I don't know. I just, that's, I don't know. I. I, I do have, you know, gene, genealogically some opposing parts. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you everybody does.
0: That's right. my point. I guess. No, I guess if you
2: no want, one's
1: pure enough to be a judge.
2: There's a. It's, I don't know what the name of the book is, but there's an Octavia Butler book about about dealing with the uh, basically just the white rapist in her slave lineage. You know. And so that's kind of interesting. Like, oh, yeah, that's part of you, right? How I, well, do you, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't exist yeah, without that right. awful history or whatever? Uh, that's weird. Yeah. So, so there are there are people who have who have tried to look at it uh, to you know through some kind of lens of like, I guess understanding, but I think it's not so much. The people, as it is, the power structures that still exist if they're right. you know, what, how are they' functioning and, and right now, the law, the justice system, immigration mm, none of which are functioning under any actual kind of uh, reason and are very um, seems very ethnically <laughs> yeah. uh, disinclined or inclined to focus yeah. most of their uh,
1: very motivated by uh, what can seemingly
2: only be hatred boiled down to yeah racial hatred.
1: I can't find any mm. real logic. There are excuses that are right. made that right. fall apart pretty quickly.
2: Yeah, once you apply some pressure to them. Yeah. But yeah, I uh, yeah, I I mean I feel you. I I've, I've felt like that too. I don't you know, you I'm I'm to some people very like uh, racially amorphous if you will.
1: Right. Well, I, yeah, I thought you were Asian for like yeah. the first 6 years I knew you. Right. <laughs> I right. didn't know you. And most, most, I had no idea. Most people do. I mm-hmm. never really thought about it yeah and then you said something about being native or something oh
2: oh oh
1: and maybe it was the first time you sang hey ya in the way you when you used to (laughs) it's like man that is the most native american sounding ass of hey ya by outcast
2: That (laughs) drum is on point (laughs) yeah uh no it's uh i mean some people can really tell like especially like the uh hardcore like uh I don't know the hardcore Hispanics, you know, who are yeah. supposed to hate natives, but are like right. browner than I am most of the time. It's all so they, funny. It's yeah. hilarious. There's like the Hispanics here who hate Mexicans. They right. hate Mexicans. They, I mean, they speak like a bastardized version of, of Spanish already. Right. It's mangled. Every, we're
1: Spanish. I, mean, I think we've talked about this before. Probably. but it's yeah, we're Spanish. We're not Mexican, and yeah, Indians or those Indians. Yeah, you know, they're yeah. lesser. They're the other.
2: Like, there, there is there is a 500-year history, people, of, of things going on here that a lot yeah. of people just don't know and don't understand. And don't We're
1: want. all a product of interracial mingling, right, in this right. area especially. Yeah. So there's
2: like this racism that's everywhere, but also it's just not really given much. It's not given a lot of, you know, because... Guess what? Just because you're some way, nobody's, somebody's going to give you that job. You know, like it's not enacted in a way that seems completely, there are a lot of problems and obviously shit still rolls downhill here. Um, and it's always been problematic, but yeah, well um, that,
1: that fucking colonial, they used to have those posters, right? The, the, or I'm not posters, but they were charts. People would make paintings of charts of racial purity well, and there yeah. were names like, uh, what it? Like Octaroon or whatever. If you're like an eighth black or
2: wow. like okay. depending
1: on the, I don't know if I'm saying
2: that really right, mapping it out though, huh?
1: the levels of racial purity basically. <laughs> and from white whitest to black and all the levels and they had names for all of them wow. and it showed the hierarchy of who's better than who so that's and, and i'm serious and people no, I know would I know. argue and that's part of the colonial you know back in the day like Coronado and all that shit when they were conquering this oh, area yeah. like that was how they thought and that's still alive and fucking well in oh, New mexico yeah. Oh, and yeah i assume texas and Arizona and this whole area for sure.
2: No, there's all kinds of weird, crazy shit here. I mean, yeah, 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 I don't know, but there we go. That's our top five. Hope you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Is it better or worse if we plan ahead? Let us know in the comments. Yeah.
2: Let (laughs) us know. I thought it was pretty fun actually. Yeah, it it was, was fun. It was nice talking about something that I could actually have a cohesive conversation about.
1: Yeah. It's also weird though. Like there's this like, uh, I keep being – because I know that there's something to get back to, right? Yeah, yeah, I keep going back to it, and I feel like I'm losing what I might have found if I rambled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like this, uh, this push and pull of the sweet spot between the spontaneity of the conversation, which yeah. is what we usually do, and the plan – and letting that actually I feel like, uh, produce I feel like, something more coherent. I
2: feel like the only thing that we lose through that is, is, is initial missed points. So, there, <laughs> so there's <laughs> yeah. points we're trying to get to, and then we get lost and then we go further somewhere else. And then we just like totally miss the, miss the mark on what we were trying to talk about before. Yes, we do come up with some newer other ideas that probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. Kind of like how we just went off like on a diatribe about New Mexico's racial diversity. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> totally un um,
1: well no I mean it came from the the cultural appropriation no I just mean unprompted racial.
2: like there was no there was yeah. no prompt for that that just kind of I think kind of came it, out it
1: evolved from the.
2: we're getting real meta here now we're talking about our actual process the podcast here. about the podcast <laughs> 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 they're like dude guys come on uh, Fibonacci the
1: spiral man spiral out
2: done I'm done I've already turned it off just get to your last song what's All your last right. song what I don't know what is our last song, song. um mission translation that's what we're that's what we're yeah, on
1: that that makes sense that would be thematically
2: a, that'd be a good one
1: yeah about uh trying to to bring what's inside of you outside so that other people can in some way experience some translation of it
2: absolutely yeah. it's, it's a good it's a good tap five Let I'll never finish. know
1: you see the same color green that I do but we do our best to translate
2: that is z phone bro <laughs>
1: Is that teal or turquoise? Is the dress black or is it blue? It's
2: blue and gold. Red and yellow, red and yellow. Oh, black Uh, and yellow. Whatever (laughs) it is. I don't know.
1: Actually, I kind of like that guy. It's Wiz Khalifa. Anyway, this isn't Wiz Khalifa. This is Batwings for Lab Rats. Mission translation. We'll see you maybe with a guest.
2: Hey, you never know. We'll check it out next week. I'm not not making any promises yet.
1: Okay, bye. I love you.
3: Later. Let's go